0: to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply
1: all night long.
0: Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences through weekly topics, expert interviews, and guided mindfulness meditations. Mindfulness is presence, awareness. It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity. Perhaps most importantly, in today's uncertain world, Mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate toward ourselves as well as others. Wendy Kwan is the pioneer in workplace mindfulness facilitator training and certification through her business, The Calm Monkey. Experienced meditators learn best practices to implement mindfulness at work and be skilled mindfulness facilitators. Wendy is also a pioneer in combining change management with mindfulness to help people through difficult change. Wendy is the featured expert in the newly released video course, Mindfulness for the Workplace, on the great courses, Wondrium and Audible, so you can learn to create a better experience for yourself at work and in life, no matter what your current circumstances are or what the future might hold. Wendy is a respected expert, author, and speaker having taught at many mindfulness events, including at the Greater Good Science Center of UC Berkeley. With a corporate management background in human resources, information technology, and change management, together with her personal experience with mindfulness through cancer, she has trained over 400 mindfulness facilitators worldwide and gratefully served organizations big and small, including Google and the U.S. National Park Service. Welcome back, Wendy. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Teresa. I'm so glad to be here with you and your listeners. Thank you. I can't believe the last time we spoke was at the very beginning of the pandemic. Yes, (laughs) I remember.
1: I had pandemic hair at that time. (laughs) I know. Well, it's glad. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Me too. I I don't know if we're normal
0: yet, but at least it's better than (laughs) it was a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago, right? Mm -hmm.
1: So today I want to talk
0: to you about really the focus on mindfulness at work but I want to start with um, the fact that the Calm Monkey trains and certifies mindful meditation facilitators through your course. And many of those participants then introduce mindfulness meditation into their workplaces. And so I'm wondering if you can just talk a little bit about what's the
1: benefit of mindfulness at work? Uh, well, it can be so many benefits, right? Like The, the way I kind of look at it is, Most people dislike their job. There's a great number that dislike their job or maybe they like their job, but they don't like an aspect of their job or certain people (laughs) in their job, right? So given this, mindfulness can be applied to our everyday work life, not just in our personal lives. And there's certain ways to do that that can be really helpful. I know it helped me. I used to be in a corporate job that I really didn't like and I stayed in it for many, many years. But once I learned how to apply mindfulness, it really did change like my state of being, how I felt at work. And I felt I could deal with difficult people a lot better. So
0: and I think that may be one of the keys. Most problems at work are people. <laughs> I hate to say it that really but that's the truth is. Right? Right. So whether it's your yeah. boss or a coworker, but that's where the trouble starts. And yeah. you're right. Same thing for me. Um, once I learned to apply mindfulness, it was I, I almost got to the point, I mean, I don't have it now because I have my own company, but for years I was like, why did I let all that stuff bother me before? It just makes mm-hmm. such a huge difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, one of the things that's, I, I think, driving a lot of people batty right now, both employers and employees, is all of the change that's taking place again. The remote work, hybrid work, flexible hours, you know, everything that's going, people switching jobs all over the place. Right. But I know you encourage organizations to integrate mindfulness into their change management efforts. And I was wondering if you could describe what the impact of that is on the individuals that work there.
1: So my role when I was in the corporate world, I was in HR and IT, but most recently change management. And just to briefly say what change management is, because not a lot of people really know how to define it, um, change management is a profession, a methodology that's used to help people through organizational change regardless of what the change is because and basically from a an organizational business point of view executives make changes make decisions make strategies for for reasons obviously they want to have uh, a bus- a good business outcome right so but in order to get that business outcome people have to come along obviously But even though it's so obvious, what we tend to do a lot in organizations is ignore the people side of change. So mindfulness fits in so obviously and so well with this, because there's a saying, change happens one individual at a time. And that makes a lot of sense when you think of it, right? Because if you're a leader standing up and making a speech, that doesn't make people change. It's what's going on in here. What does it mean to me? How is it going to affect me? How am I going to deal with this? What 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 about the unknown? This, the fear of the unknown, and all of that. So just kind of that context first, right? And then your question about you know how can mindfulness help us through that? Basically, um, I'd like to talk about this this model called the individual change journey, and it's basically if you can imagine, like uh, when a change is introduced, and the company or your manager or somebody is saying. This is a change that's happening. It's going to be great. Here's why we're doing it and all the so-called good things that are going to happen. When we first find out about a change, we're kind of like, hmm, and there's maybe some fear and anxiety around that. And then that fear and anxiety can get bigger when the change starts to actually impact us, meaning when we have to do something different with our jobs or work with different people or whatever it might be, right? and then our attitude and our performance can go dip down and it can stay down there if things don't go well but there's lots that you can do to bring yourself back up so mindfulness um, i know i'm going on for a bit like this no? but basically if you can think of that sort of dip like a u and then it comes back up mindfulness can really help us become self aware of where we are in that journey so self aware of you know what's going on with me and being very Vulnerable with yourself and honest with yourself? Like, is there fear involved here? Is it the fear of the unknown? Is it the fear of, um, you know, I've been at this company for 10 years and I'm an expert there and what's going to happen to me afterwards? Right. So it's that self awareness and then knowing why it's bothering you, that change is bothering you. And then being able to have this amount of what's called being with what is it's kind of can you coexist with us at least enough so you don't get stuck and you can move forward so that's sort of a brief description of this this journey that one can go on and mindfulness can help you at each step of the way for that
0: i'm working with a lot of groups right now like i said going through these changes because different organizations are addressing this whatever you want to call this in society right now differently right so some are taking this very hard nose approach sort of i mean Hard nose as in strict, I don't mean judgmentally, but it's like, nope, everybody's back to work tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And people are resistant, right? Because they've been working remotely. And then on the flip side, you've got companies coming up with entirely new policies, procedures, processes to create a more flexible or hybrid model. And in both cases, there's resistance. And it's exactly what you're talking about. But I don't know that people are aware of it. It does spark fear at first because it's a change and you don't know what to expect. And the second thing is, I I agree with you that that U-shape is so important to understand because just understanding it, I think, also helps because you recognize you and everyone else are going to go through perhaps some discomfort,
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: being able to identify your feelings and what's going on and moving through it together, and I think it's an excellent model. So thank you for that explanation. You're welcome. All right. So I'm very excited about this because... I happen to be a great longtime fan of The Great Courses. I can't oh. tell you how many <laughs> courses I've taken over the years. Oh, okay. Astronomy, great. philosophy, I've taken all mm-hmm. kinds of courses. Mm-hmm. So you now have a new course coming out, Mindfulness for the Workplace. So mm-hmm. how did that come about?
1: That came out of nowhere, and it was a <laughs> wonderful surprise. Basically, you know, I've had my business for a while now, and uh, the the contact from The Great Courses contacted me through LinkedIn. That's how it happened. And this has been a long project, um, but a wonderful project. Basically, they hired me as the expert for mindfulness in the workplace. So I'm so happy and grateful that I was able to build that course, wrote the script, and then traveled to Washington, D.C. to go to their professional film studios and film it there. I'm just so happy to get that out there to people so it can help them at work. Because work can be such a, well, it's it's such a big part of our lives, right? And if we can learn to deal with those stresses. So what, what's really interesting is, is, you know, Teresa, a lot of people think that mindfulness is all about calming down. Um, and certainly calm is a possible benefit. But mindfulness truly is about learning to be self-aware of what's going on within you being like keenly aware of that and learning to be with it and lean into it and deal with those difficulties so they don't bother you so much and that you can move forward with intention and conscious thought about the very next action you're going to take, right?
0: Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think one of the biggest benefits at work is, and again, it doesn't happen for everyone, but I know for most, when they learn to stop reacting and instead respond, Mm-hmm. The level of conflict drops. The level of tension drops. I mean, I think it just makes such—it's such a powerful impact in the workplace because yeah. that is, again, really what happens between people. They're reacting without thought, which is thinking mindlessly or you know acting mindlessly.
1: So and regret um, it a lot later. Exactly, they, they kick themselves saying, "I shouldn't have said that," right. or "I feel bad for saying that," or "I should have said this instead." Yeah. All of that, right? Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. I just, it makes an enormous difference in
0: communication, productivity. There's just so many benefits to it. But now I have to tell you, I am a little bit nervous because I am leaving this weekend for Dallas, Texas to go to a podcast convention. And I have not flown. I've not traveled since before Mm. the pandemic. Right. And and I know you had a, you had a little challenge getting to Washington, DC. So describe what happened. And then also if mindfulness helped you with the situation.
1: Right. Okay. So I'm going to put this in the context of how mindfulness helped me, because you know (laughs) anybody who's traveled in the last few months has a story to tell, a, a bad story to tell. So I'm one of those people. So I live in Vancouver, and I was traveling through Toronto Pearson Airport, trying to get to Washington, D.C. to be in these film studios for the great courses in Wendrium, and absolutely had that travel nightmare. So I won't get into all of it, but it involved a canceled flight late at night, rebooking other flights on my own. I think the worst part was being in baggage claim all night. So I spent a whole night in baggage claim without sleeping. And my bags never came the entire trip. I got my bags five days after I returned back home. So what that meant was, you know, not sleeping and trying to be, you know, fresh and and good in front of the camera the next day. But also I didn't have my wardrobe with me. Uh, I packed one good outfit, but other than that, I didn't have the wardrobe changes that I needed. So mindfulness. So I remember being in the airport, not being able to sleep because there was nowhere to sleep. And a lot of people around me were super stressed out, understandably, right? And absolutely it was stressful. But once I decided what actions I needed to take, like, okay, I've booked my next flight, you know, there's nothing more I can do about my luggage. I was able to just be okay. And just, you know, again, mindfulness is about being with what is going on, and realizing that if you're stressing, you can can make a conscious decision to think about something else, for instance, and being, for instance, very present in what's going on. You know, I'm comfortable, you know, it's quiet here in baggage claim. <laughs> Everything was shut down. There were no people around, you know, things like that. So, so it's a lot about being okay with what's going on enough. Um, And, you know, it doesn't mean not taking action, though. That's the other thing about mindfulness, as you know, right, it's about being very conscious about what actions you want to take. And then kindness, too, is part of mindfulness, ideally, right? So, I saw people yelling at the airport staff and I thought, you know, it's not their fault. So I was really kind to them and I thanked them for what they were doing and it just, the looks on their faces like, thank you for saying that, right? So there's a lot you can do to create a better experience of what you're going through in day-to-day life and absolutely at work too.
0: And I truly believe someone who doesn't practice mindfulness and had this wonderful opportunity. I can't imagine that you weren't at least a little bit apprehensive or nervous about being filmed and, you know, going through all of that without the travel problems. And someone who's not practicing might have got themselves into, worked up into a state that then they wouldn't have been able to, to participate as well or enjoy that experience in addition to doing it so well, which I'm sure you did brilliantly. But I just think uh, mindfulness makes such a world of difference in our day-to-day living. And it's not it's not that hard to practice it if you just understand, you know, kind of how it works. And that right. kind of circles me back around to your course. So mm-hmm. what do you cover in the uh, courses and Wondrium and
1: Audible too, right? Audible too, um, right? Thank you. It's going to be on three platforms. Great courses. Nice. You buy them individually. Wondrium a subscription based. And Audible will have the audio version of it. So what I decided to do is cover what I think most commonly happens for people at work. So I cover how mindfulness can help with anxiety. How can it help with stress? Dealing with people you don't like. I mean, let's just be blunt and say that. It's not just difficult people. Sometimes it's people you just don't like. And that whether that's a coworker or a nasty customer, whether you work at retail or an office or volunteer, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, how can you go about the day better? Um, Maintaining your composure, being focused and productive. Building your resilience, dealing with change, work life balance, um, mindfulness for teams and team interaction. And also, if you want to start mindfulness at work, there's a few tips on how to do that as well. But overall, I would encapsulate it by saying that it's how to create a better experience of your work life using mindfulness. Excellent. All yeah. right. So, yeah. where can people find the course? Oh, well, I'm providing some links okay. which will help people find it. And uh, The Great Courses um, can be bought individually. They still sell DVDs and they, they still sell uh, individual downloads. And then Wendrium.com is a wonderful streaming service by The Great Courses. So if you think of like Netflix, but for educational courses, um, it's wonderful. And they're, like you were saying, there's so many great titles um, they actually call it Wondrium is the museum for the mind, mm-hmm. which I think makes a lot of sense. And then Audible as well. So thank you.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'm sure it would be very helpful for anyone that's trying to improve their life in general, but specifically in the workplace, because we do spend more time at work or working than we do with our family and friends, right? So to make that experience richer and more enjoyable and more fulfilling, mm-hmm. I think mindfulness is the foundation for that. So thank you yeah. so much for doing the course. and thank, thank you so you. much for joining us today. Thank you, Teresa. It's great to be with you. Thank you. I always enjoy talking with Wendy and appreciate her expertise and insights. and I highly recommend her course: Mindfulness for the Workplace. You can find the course on Wondrium, The Great Courses, and on Audible. You can find links to her course in our show notes page and on our social media posts and get a preferred price on The Great Courses DVD or download version by using the link provided. You can also check out Wendy's certification program for mindfulness meditation facilitation at thecalmmonkey.com. I can attest to its effectiveness since I'm certified through it. Thanks again to Wendy for joining us today. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills, paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes to work tasks to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal each time you notice it has wandered that's mindfulness consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful you can help make that happen it all starts with a mindful moment this podcast is part of the airwave media podcast network visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like the Daily Meditation Podcast, Everything Everywhere, and Movie Therapy. We deeply appreciate your support at patreon.com, a mindful moment. Our podcast is now available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow us there and on Instagram at a mindful moment podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access podcasts, scripts, and book recommendations. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee and or Melissa Sims. The Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Meteorite Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions.